You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Your home for Dallas Cowboys coverage at SB Nation. This is the SB Nation NFL Show, a podcast where we talk about all things throughout the NFL, which the Dallas Cowboys obviously live at the center of. You have different shows that come out here every single day. We, of course, have daily kickoffs in the morning to keep you up to date on all of the NFL's latest news. What makes Monday Football Monday special is that myself and Pete Sweeney, who we'll get to in just a moment, who you know from Arrowhead Pride, we stream this live, so make sure you watch us live on the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, on the SB Nation NFL Twitter account. We will be doing this all season long, every single Monday, where we will be recapping everything that happens the week before. Week one of the preseason is officially in the books, which means we have 16 games to ultimately get to and dissect and discuss in fun fashion. My bear, or my bear, my dog bear, not my bear dog. Uh, we'll be here along for the ride. Pete Sweeney is here. And Pete, we have a new review on the SB Nation NFL show. We certainly encourage everybody to leave a rating, ride, review, as well as subscribe. Mario Cat, Pete, he uh, is not necessarily a fan of Bear. Uh, That's what happens when you do things live. Five-star review, Pete, says, great podcast. Please do not eat late at night and then go to bed. Not good for your body. No. Stats, who you can hear on the podcast on Tuesdays and on Thursdays with me on the look ahead. RJ is not a jerk. He is my favorite Cowboys fan. People are so nice to me, Pete. They put up with my dog like you and our fantastic producer, Rachel, do. Says, I thank RJ for not being as down on my team as BLG. Pete Sweeney, welcome to Monday Football Monday. You are one of the legendary co-hosts. How goes it? It's going well. I really feel like we're finally in the NFL season. We got to see some games. We've got to see the ones and the twos and some of these new quarterbacks play. So it does really feel like we are finally getting there. And I think that's a good feeling. That's right, Pete. You've been busy at Chiefs camp. We have a Chiefs game to get to finally. This time a week ago, we did not. We only had a Cowboys Steelers game. Uh, but we are going to run through every single game that we saw throughout the week that was week one in the preseason. Like I said, this is our normal routine. Pete, does it feel nice to have Monday Football Monday be back to be recapping games? Last year, for anybody who's been with us uh, this long, we launched the Espionation NFL show about a year ago. We only recapped a handful of games every Monday. But this year, Pete, you and I, we're aiming large. You know, like like Patrick Mahomes bringing Whataburger to the KCMO. We're here for the full enchilada. We're going to hit on every single game, a little of this, a little of that. And right. I know that you are excited. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great part of this because at some point during the show, we're aiming to every Monday Football Monday talk about your favorite team, whoever that may be. Uh, you mentioned Whataburger, just like your favorite burger joint. I think by the time the season ends, we should hit every burger joint, including Burger King mm. and McDonald's and In-N-Out and everything like that. Maybe a, a review each week, a Shake Shack right up the block from me right now where I come from you uh, in Kansas City. 
We do have a, a food-related wager to get to as well. Last week, Pete and I put a Chipotle burrito on the line uh, right. when it came to two rookie quarterbacks. But Pete, quickly, let's touch on Thursday's preseason action. We had two games, the Washington football team and the New England Patriots, as well as the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd forgotten that it was called this, but uh, the BLG, the aforementioned BLG, reminded me that that game called the Keystone bowl uh i know that that is your brew of choice uh what were your thoughts on what happened in the pa on thursday night yeah i i think that uh you know you you go into this game and and you want to know what both teams are and you got to see some of these younger quarterbacks i know that we're going to talk about jalen hurts but to another extent it's Dwayne haskins who looked up and down i i I think you entered this game, you kind of forgot that Dwayne Haskins was even in the league a little bit. And what is interesting about Pittsburgh is we've been talking about Big Ben and his possible retirement now for what, like four or five years. At some point, it's going to happen. We tend to think it's probably going to be after this year. So it was a, a nice, I think, display of, well, maybe the road isn't necessarily over for Haskins. He had, like I said, he had some pluses, he had some minuses. Uh, the bigger, I think, of course, magnifying glasses on uh, this, the Eagles quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who had a nice night. Dwayne Haskins, the first starting quarterback in the history of the Washington football team. That game also last year against the Philadelphia Eagles, a victory for Dwayne Haskins. Um, I personally came away from this game being impressed by the other quarterback of a note in the contest in Jalen Hurts. I tweeted this out, Pete, during the game on Thursday night, which I was balancing at the same time as the Big Brother live eviction. But look at me, I'm dedicated to my craft. Um, sure. Jalen Hurts is, and I got a lot of Cowboys fans in my mentions, they were like, Poof. I think Jalen Hurts is the biggest X factor in the NFC East this season. And what I mean by that isn't the way Madden defines an X factor, which is a player given stupid ratings for no reason, uh, but somebody who could swing the conversation in a massive direction that we're not necessarily anticipating right now. I think that Jalen Hurts, if he's legitimate and he looked all right, he looked fine. I'm not you know, freaking out about this or anything, but he looked like a competent quarterback, which is the first step in this. That changes the NFC East dynamic more than anything else I think that we're anticipating right now. Yeah, because uh, I think even though Washington was able to win it last year, it because Dak Prescott was out, it really felt like the Cowboys division to lose because he was by far, I think, in a lot of people's opinions, the best quarterback in the division. But Jalen Hurts being good will certainly change that conversation. Maybe not saying, OK, well, now it's the Eagles division to lose, but at least it could be more competitive. And so I, I think you did see first steps of that. I also wonder what's going on with this Eagles tight end situation. I think that's more of a, a thing for uh, Philly specific fans where it really felt like Zach Ertz said his goodbye, but he's still on this team. And then you mm. have a, a play where Dallas Goddard is 30 yards down the field and you, you know that he's ready for the top tight end snap. So is it just going to be Jalen Hurts and these two uh, tight ends similar to what we saw in New England a long time ago and what they were able to build at that position? I, I think there's an opportunity there because at least right now, it doesn't seem like Ertz is going anywhere. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Pete, but Dallas Goddard, there's been a lot of jokes, obviously, like Dallas and Philly and everything. The Cowboys have a wide receiver whose name is Brennan, but his last name is Eagles. Um, mm. So there's um, some symmetry happening. Easy in the trade. There. Yeah, yeah. Make, make the division trade. Down. Um, moving on to the other game on Thursday night, I really I had two takeaways when it came to Washington, New England. The first is that, holy crap, Chase Young is a monster. I mean, he was already a monster, but he is an evolved monster. This is like the... 
you know, I don't know what, pick a scary movie, The Grudge, The Ring. Those are the scary movies when I was in middle school, when I stopped going to scary movies. Um, and like, this is The Ring 2, like, you know, Ringer, not the publication, but like, you know, an exacerbated version of the monster. You saw the monster's bigger, it's faster, it's stronger, it's scarier. That's what Chase Young is in 2021. He's a game wrecker. Uh, it's going to be that type of player that can win a few games, I think, by himself. And I totally agree with you. And I think on the other side of it, how do you not come away from this game and just talk about Mac Jones? And Return of the Mac. The ovation that he got really to start it. I mean, <laughs> hey, he's number can... 10, too, by the way. We didn't know that before Thursday. Right. He was number 50. Uh, you have to earn your stripes in New England, which I like. I oh. just felt listening to the ovation that he got new england thinks this guy is already tom brady the next time then tom brady 2.0 it's a done deal and you know what to his credit i don't want to say that he looked like tom brady he looked like a very good version of what is going to be mac jones and i think if i'm cam newton who didn't look that good i'm shaking in my boots a little bit i mean this guy made a case really i think in the first preseason game that he should maybe be starting i, I think could be the the best possible solution for the Patriots at the quarterback position. Did you come away feeling maybe Mac Jones should start week one here? I'm such a huge Cam Newton fan, so I would love to see Cam return to prominence, kind of like we saw at the beginning of last season. But yeah, Mac looks really there. Like Mac has been the most memeable quarterback in a long time. The McCorkle stuff, the way he walked into the draft. Um, you know, coming from Alabama, the fact that he was kind of this ruse that Kyle Shanahan used in the draft. Um, but he is definitely legitimate. I mean, I feel like he enters the NFL with a higher floor than most quarterbacks. You know, what I mean? like I, I don't anticipate him as this like kind of Jameis player that's going to throw you out of a game. He seems very, he seems very New England in that sense. He seems very Bill Belichicky. Um, and you know, I'm. I'm kind of excited and I get what you're saying like the because the the fanfare was so much fun honestly and he's he's that person and this happens this is rare but he's that person that a team's fan base is like willing and ready and hopelessly romantically wanting to believe in you know what I mean like the the idea is there so people just want to fall in love with it and I think that people have and I think he gave them a little bit of reason to feel justified in that yeah and it's just scary for all the teams that that drafted quarterbacks I mean you're having situations where you know, what are they doing in Jacksonville? It looks like Gardner Minshew earlier today was getting the first team snaps. Uh, Zach Wilson has had occasional struggles. Uh, Trey Lance had the 80 yard bomb and we're going to get to this game, but really the chiefs defense was able to, to curb him here. And I know that Mac Jones had been rumored to maybe be involved in um, San Francisco. Gets um, better. gets better in Chicago. Right. But I, I don't know. You look at, at Mac Jones and it's like, did the Patriots, is there a chance an outside chance here? that the Patriots nabbed who's going to be the lasting starting quarterback of all these guys. The fact that that is a non-zero percent chance after this game gives me shudders. Why? Why is it so easy in New England to find someone at the quarterback position? That type of uh, sports fandom is uh, something that belongs to a New York Knicks fan, which is what you are, Pete. You're from the Bronx yourself. Um, and yeah, for Bronx that girl, but that's a good, you know, nice. Whatever. Avenue A, Avenue B, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. it's because you're a Knicks fan, it makes sense that Trey Young is on your mind, uh, who you said instead of Trey Lance. Um, so, Trey <laughs> so, Young is... Uh, Trey Young's throwing 80-yard bombs. He's in my nightmares <laughs> right now. I, I, yeah, that's a good uh, curtain pullback. Sorry about that. Apologies uh -oh. to Trey Lance. Uh, beautiful bomb. Uh, Trey Young is living in my brain. It is rent-free. 
And until the Knicks can win a playoff series, I'm just going to remember Trey Young bowing uh, in the garden, which we also didn't appreciate. Apologies again to Trey Lance. Yes. Um, so moving on to Friday night's festivities, the Detroit Lions, the 313, and the Buffalo Bills. I was not inspired by Jared Goff. This, what? I mean, I would. I, I I mean you look, what it's seven of nine it's week one of the yards it's week one of the preseason and and that's you know important context but uh I was paying close attention to this game because the Cowboys were playing after so I was kind of nestled in my command center already and Jared just and I'm rooting for Jared honestly because I would love to see him be well and be good and kind of you know see Sean McVay have to deal with that and whatever but he walked out Jack dude I mean he walked out you know pumping the crowd up and everything and um, it was just pedestrian. I mean, and he got, he was under pressure a lot. Um, I under mean, pressure. it's, it was, it was fine. It was boring. It was lethargic. It was whatever. It was very Detroit Lions. Yeah. This was a game in which we got Jared Goff versus Mitch Trubisky. And it was a game that like old times it, it really just <laughs> confirmed what we already knew about these two players and that's that they should not be starting quarterbacks in the NFL and apologies to Lions fans in this game because that actually is your starter and in Buffalo like Mitch Trubisky got a look I know it was only what the two passes but he is what he is and he's going to probably be a career backup what a disaster uh, that was to take him with that pick in in Chicago Uh, but Goff to me is a similar type of player to Trubisky. Maybe someone who should be a backup. The only difference between these two teams is one is the starter and one is not. Uh, the most impressive performance I thought individually here, Pete, and I'm a big fantasy player, but I've learned uh, through the course of our friendship that you are a little bit more into it than I am, which, you know, hey, good for you. Uh, like, uh, is it Olivia Rodrigo, that song? Is that the, the artist's name for good for you? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Good, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's all the new rage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can keep up with all this pop culture. <laughs> it's like you seemingly know every TV uh, show. You're talking about the Big Brother eviction. You suddenly know Olivia Rodrigo, and I knew of her. I don't really know her music. Uh, I know that you are in tune. You're very well, you in know, tune with all. This she's stuff. got fantastic initials. She's got them the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not one direction, but the wrong direction. O so, R. Uh, right, exactly. You of course are R O. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> what I was going to say is the best performance in this game, I thought, came from Devin Singletary. Uh, it's always a mess trying to figure out certain backfields in the NFL, but he ran hard. I mean, that that was the one takeaway I had before I had to get to work on the Cowboys game. Um, but that Devin Singletary, uh, Devin Singletary, excuse me, looked pretty nice. What's been weird about Buffalo, Brand- Brandon Bean is the GM, correct? Am I getting that name right? Or am I, is it Billy Bean? Brandon Bean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you're, you're correct. Yeah, nice. He went into the draft, and I caught this because I don't know why I was watching the pre-draft presser for the Bills, but he basically was like, we don't have a home threat at the running back position. And essentially saying they needed to bring another running back in, and they didn't bring they didn't bring another running back in. So it's up to Moss and Singletary, and I thought it was a positive step in the right direction for the Bills to see Singletary do what he did. The most boring game of the weekend for me, honestly, was the Tennessee Titans Atlanta Falcons game, which also took place before the Cowboys game. I just this had no juice. This was nothing to me. Kyle Pitts was in uniform on the sideline. It was just it was blah. I mean, this. I mean, we kind of talked about this last week. Like there, there was nothing of note for me. I don't know if you had a takeaway here, Pete, but um, I don't even have a, 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 TikTok, a TikTok reference because it was it was that lethargic. Well, the problem I think that you saw in this game is the starters on both sides didn't really get a lot of burn at all. And, you know, the most interesting thing that came out of it 
I don't know if you saw this clip, but it was, I think it was Matt Ryan's kids yelling dad at the screen. The twins. Yeah. And he, he was had a clipboard in his hands. Yeah. You didn't really learn anything about what these teams are going to be, which is, is unfortunate because these are two teams that are going through some big changes for literally the same reason with the Falcons losing Julio Jones and the Titans gaining him. And you didn't learn anything about that, about either one, about what they're going to, what's the new identity of the Atlanta Falcons? Mm. How is the Titans or how is that team and that offense going to stack up against the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, we got nothing on either of those fronts. And so boring, B-O-R-I-N-G, boring. Yeah, you know what this game was to me? Did I spell um, that correctly? Yeah, you did. Um, okay. I think this will land with you, Pete, because you're a, you're an in shape guy, Pete. For anybody who's not watching our live streams, Pete's a good looking cat. I mean, let's let's I be honest with us. I decided over the weekend that I'm going to run the Kansas City half in two months' time. So the eight week training has begun. Half marathon, thirteen point one. You gonna get the bumper sticker for your car? No. Mm-hmm. I might then, bite. I might bite the medal like that tennis player. The one tennis player the one the one medalist in the history of the world that's in the middle right the uh well what i was gonna say is this game felt a lot uh like empty calories you ever hear that term in the dietary space you know what i'm sure. talking about like just yeah, they don't do anything for you like oreos yeah or i was gonna say like i'm a big fan of uh no free ads here but a big fan of canes and i went to school at texas a&m university there's a, a hometown version called lanes uh which is the same thing chicken canes. Chicken, yes. chicken tenders in a box french fries whatever the Delicious. toast as delicious as it is, the toast is just simply empty calories. Like it's doing nothing for you. It's doing absolutely nothing except calories on your body. That's all it is. Yeah, but this game wasn't even delicious. It was like bad cake. It was like, oh man, I just Ooh, ate $700 like of that cake. And it's like, why did I waste the calories on that disgusting cake that I just had? Yeah, like when you're at a party or something and it's like politically yeah. correct to eat the cake and you're like, this is not good. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm yeah. eating it on this really tiny plate that I'm having difficulty balancing like, while I'm this, standing. Did right? the chef or the baker forget butter? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Cowboys Cardinals. This was our nightcap on uh, on Friday night. Watch this game? <laughs> no, uh, ca- I caught the 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 you know the condensed game on Game Pass uh, seven sure. days later. But sure. um, this, I was up so late. I haven't been up this late in a long time. This game wow. started at nine p.m. Central Time. Um, Retired the next day. And Cliff Kingsbury and Mike McCarthy were burning timeouts in the end, like it was, you know, weeks week eighteen with a playoff spot on the line. I took every timeout they called personally. These two um, teams might actually be going for the seventh spot, so that's that's a good comparison for you. Very kind of you. Uh, Dak Prescott threw before the game, uh, which was <laughs> significant. What a disaster. Uh, we are streaming <laughs> slash recording live on Monday. It is now two fifty two p.m. Central Time, and well, Dak, Dak Prescott wants, he wants his reps. I mean, you could see he, he, don't take him out of uh, training camp practice. Well, he knows better, and he's, uh, he's going to throw. And uh, good, good. You know, he's getting that those reps in. Pete game. hasn't had a chance to get his hard knocks takes off, and so that's that's what this moment is for him. Um, <laughs> Dak is expected to be a limited participant in practice on Monday, so we'll see how that goes. We'll, of course, keep you updated Great. at Blogging the Boys. Uh, and the plan is for him to play on Saturday in the preseason game against the Houston Texans. We will obviously discuss that next week. No starters for the Cardinals, though. Kyler Murray, um, who once again said the Cowboys were ass, which inspired your tirade last week, uh, Pete, uh, when he was quoted this offseason. Um, JJ Watt did an interview on the sideline, backwards cap and all. It was just, it was chalk. It was chalk boring and, um, and it put an end to Saturday's games or uh, Friday's games, excuse me, which takes us, Pete Tweeney, to Saturday. And mm. we had a Chipotle burrito bet on whether or not or whether who would look better, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. And I put it to you. 
that the answer is Justin Fields, who looked incredible, might be um, too strong of a way to put it, but looked really nice against the Miami Dolphins and is definitely the story to emerge from this game. Now, I do want to note something. Uh, PFF noted that Fields had the longest average time to throw among first-round quarterbacks over the weekend, so that was definitely working in his favor. Shout-out to the Bears' offensive line. Uh, But a nice touchdown to Jesse James. I mean, nice rushing touchdown. And, of course, Matt Nagy's coming out saying, like, oh, look, he's quoted by Peter King and Football Morning in America. We're going to do what's best for Justin Fields. You know what's best for Justin Fields? Play the guy. He's awesome. He's way better than Andy Dalton. I just feel good for Chicago, right? Because for years, it has been a laughing stock of thinking back to that draft and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson being there and you just feeling like, oh my God, how in a million years did we do this? You finally moved on. We had already talked about what happened in Buffalo where Mitch Trubisky continues to look mundane and the quarterback that he is. And now you might have the most exciting rookie in the NFL and you got him because he fell to you And it has to make me, as an AFC West man who covers the Chiefs, think about the Denver Broncos. Now, I know they love Sertan, and he ended up having a pick six. Not the same as what Fields did. Just because Sertan had a pick six doesn't make this equal. Fields looks like he is poised to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I know it's a, a quick look. I know that we have a long way to go in this thing. But the telling quote for me after the game was Fields saying, I was looking forward to this preseason game because I could get a feel for the speed of the game. And you know what Fields said? And no offense to the Miami Dolphins, but he said (laughs) the speed of the NFL is slow. It it felt easy to me. That is a great sign. And Matt Nagy, he better get it together because there is no way in hell, H-E double hockey sticks, that you could start Andy Dalton after what he's going to do or what he did in this game, but what he's going to do in the games to come, the two games to come. It's over. The starting competition is over. Stop kidding yourself. Don't be a fraud. Former Chiefs guy. I like Matt Nagy. Enough. Enough. It's time. It's time to name Fields the starter. Go ahead. So something that means nothing, but Justin Fields also looked badass. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a, a not a value to that, but there's just like an average. It's like you know, when Mahomes walks in with the Oakleys and you well, know. Mahomes, it must take Mahomes like an hour to get ready for a game because he's got like 18 bracelets. I mean, he's, he's got so many like different out. He's got bands. a different outfit every week yeah. now. Uh, you um, know that the Miss Fiance, Miss Brittany Matthews, um, Miss Kansas City, as we call her, they're, they're set to get married and she'll be Mrs. Mahomes. She probably helps him with this. Uh, he looks great coming into the game. And I know what you mean. You want to have that cool quarterback. And I think Chicago has one as well. He, I mean, he just looks great. The one is so sleek and the the Bears font where it's just kind of a neat rectangle doesn't have a weird, you know, kick out like some sort of Roman numerally fonts. Um, I mean, he just he looked awesome. I, I mean, and I feel for Andy Dalton because there's not a Bears fan out there that, that wants to see this. I mean. And Matt Nagy, and again, I know he's your guy, Pete, but he kind of feels like the guy before the guy. You know what I mean? Like the guy who's going to play Andy Dalton. Things are going to, you know, suffer or whatever. They're going to be forced to play Justin Fields. 
He's going to be amazing. He's going to dominate. The Bears are going to limp into the playoffs. Maybe they win a playoff game, whatever, and the Bears still fire Matt Nagy when the season's over or move on from him because they know that they have the quarterback and they have to get the guy to elevate him, and Matt Nagy is not that guy. Speaking um, uh, speaking of Mahomes, though, really quickly, I think Nagy was he, you know, he was here for the Smith Mahomes year. And that he means left. nothing to me. That's so silly I, to be I, like, I, oh, yeah, this is how it worked with Mahomes. I think like, he probably wants to do that, but the, the problem here is that Alex Smith was coming off the best year of his career and he don't switch teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's a not option. It was, it was an option um, with Alex Smith because he, he played well. He got the team to the playoffs each and every year. And then Smith, for what it's worth in that Mahomes buffer season played outstanding. It's why Washington signed him to, to that deal. This is not the same. It is not the same situation. And so it's a non-option. It's a non-option in Chicago. On the other side of things, Jalen Waddle looked great, had a nice punt return. Uh, we've heard all about, obviously, his speed, definitely um, on display. Tua, kind of a pedestrian day for Tua. Um, and Tua is one of the more controversial quarterbacks in the NFL at the moment. Uh, finished his day with a red zone interception, bad throw, definitely something he wanted to have back. I don't know that this, like, and Jacoby Brissett, for what it's worth, looked fine, but I don't know that this like quieted any Tua talk that's been out there for I don't know the better part of a year now. Maybe not a year, but maybe the problem like nine is months. He had yeah. The problem in this, and it reminded me a of like a political conversation at the dinner table because you're always having 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 reasons on both sides where mm. the Tua supporters have their points and the Tua deniers got their points in this game. And at the end of it, you get into an argument and it really goes nowhere because no one's mind was changed by this outing. And that's how I feel about Tua. You mentioned how much I enjoy fantasy football. Mike Jasicki, was that, is that really you? Was that that play? Is that you out there? Where, where, where has that been? Because uh, he, to me, has always just been this red zone target. But if he's going to go and look like Dallas Goddard and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Wow. What, sudden, a, what a moment for Dallas Goddard to be put it, into that category. It, it was and leaving it was, Darren Waller off. It was oh. one play. Who Look, Darren, he's <laughs> Waller's a Raider. I don't, you need, you need someone to throw to you. If Jasicki's going to do what he did on that play, then all of a sudden he becomes a very interesting fantasy player as well. But uh, yeah, back to the two point up and down. You didn't really learn anything because he did look good and he did look bad. So on to the next outing. We'll see if we learn anything more. Last note on this game, the Chicago Bears signed Jason Peters, longtime Philadelphia Eagles offensive tackle. So a new offensive lineman in the fold for Chicago. Doesn't matter. Uh, Put five guys in front of of fields and watch them work. The restaurant? I'm sorry. The restaurant? You said we were going to review burger joints. You said put five guys. I mean, a hundred. Yes. Any five guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, any five guys in front of fields. By the way, always get the little fry. You don't need any more than that unless you are an absurd eater. And they got to be em- Cajun. Empty calories. Totally. Uh, moving on to the MetLife Bowl between the New York Jets, the New York Giants. Uh, boring affair on the Giants side of things. That's just the giant way at this point. It's Jason Garrett way. Um, no fights, though. No retirement. So I guess a net positive for the G-men. Uh, Zach Wilson, the story from this game. I mentioned that Justin Fields had the longest amount of time to throw over the weekend among rookie first-round quarterbacks. Zach Wilson had the shortest amount of time to throw um, and still was fine. I mean, I didn't didn't set the world on fire, you know, in the box score the way Justin Fields did, but I think looked looked promising uh, in fact pff did have him graded as and maybe this serves uh to your argument about chipotle the top yeah. uh rookie or first round quarterback uh over the weekend yeah look first of all have to get this out of the way it's coach garrett uh, let's make sure we're saying the coach garrett way <laughs> second of all i agree with you zach wilson looked like 
a quarterback who was going to be is going to be fine. But to me, like that's what Sam Darnold was, right? And mm. and y- you know, I I think they make this move. I think a big part of it, and it goes back to the to the Jets and, and what they said through press conferences and such. A big part of it was just the money in this, and they wanted to reset the clock in a sense as to where their team was. And so the language was that they didn't necessarily feel, okay, Wilson is all that much better than Darnold, but at least the Darnold level. So maybe you say, okay, we'll see where Wilson is. But he didn't look bad, but he didn't look as good as Fields. Oh, yeah. cost me my uh, Chipotle burrito, uh, which is unfortunate because I had a lot of – I was hearing those those whispers out of – Jets training camp, and I put a lot of stock into them, and I should have just used the peepers. See these bad bad boys? I'm going to point, if you're watching the live stream, I'm pointing to my eyeballs, uh, because Fields looked better. He looked like he was going to be the better player. Look at uh, that. And, and he was. Um, mm. And so, look, RJ, that's one nothing you. Long way to go here. I feel, uh, I don't feel full quite yet, but I'm on the way. I'm glad uh, it was definitive, so we didn't have to argue about <laughs> it on here, because uh, you knew that if there was any chance that I felt like I could yeah. win this, uh, but no. Well, it was that's how was, the name Monday Football Monday was born, by the way. It was but he was unaware. Um, just you know, when, you when Pete gets locked on <laughs> chicken or beef, uh, which made no <laughs> sense, had nothing to do with football anyway. And so, Monday Football uh, Monday was the only option. Um, so, uh, a nice outing for Zach Wilson. Very excited to continue to see him to progress. This game birthed Pete the uh, most football y, cliche y line after the game. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson's potential is through the roof. And so, um, you know, hey. Uh, oh, and Josh Johnson, uh, veteran Jets backup quarterback now who's been around the NFL, uh, spoke to ESPN and said that he is making some Aaron Rodgers-like throws. So maybe we should just chill with the platitudes, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, let's just... The ceiling is the roof. Michael Jordan said that. And hard to not feel that way about Zach Wilson after this effort. Uh, you mentioned Patrick Sertan, Pete Sweeney, the ninth overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Denver Broncos dominated the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday. Um, Patrick Sertan had a pick six. In fact, I mentioned PFF's rankings. They graded every rookie throughout the weekend, uh, throughout the week, I guess. And Patrick Sertan was the top graded rookie in the NFL in week one of the preseason. Looked everything like a star premier cornerback. He's not a quarterback. I agree. I agree with you 100%. The Denver Broncos are there. I'm telling you, they're going to be the Chicago Bears if Fields is going to be this good. And they're with Locke and Bridgewater. And Locke, you're saying they're the Mitchell Trubisky Bears, is what you're saying. Well... They have two options, right? And I, I don't thought Locke looked fine. I really, he looked okay. M- Mitch Trubisky, you're right. Mitch Trubisky is bad. Locke and Bridgewater are fine. But if Fields turns out to be dazzling, I mean, I, I like Drew Locke. I actually do like Missouri guy. I also like no. Teddy Bridgewater. Dazzling is never how I'm going to be describing these two quarterbacks and so it's just something to watch that chicago just like just like it became a kansas city chicago and a houston chicago thing before deshaun watson turned out to be uh, a villain i i sense that that weird connection could be happening between denver and chicago now so then and to be clear that kind of already exists the jay cutler kyle lorton you know what i mean like history there like it's another chapter in that um thank you that's what you get when you uh when you give me a (sighs) burrito to work with you're a historian um i i really thought my takeaway watching this was you can see the pieces You, you can see why 
somebody like Aaron Rodgers or whoever would would view this team as being an elite quarterback away from legitimately competing. Uh, KJ Hamler had a great you know great great moment. The, the long touchdown from Drew Locke. Jerry Judy had some great yak. I mean, the defense obviously Jerry is Judy great. Has a lot of buzz. Um, this guy for not having a really great season last year. Uh, he looked great are, in this game. I mean, he did. He, he he did. He did. He did. And I'm just. What is weird to me, and I find this is a Jerry Judy phenomenon. What's weird to me is that he gets the buzz of what a rookie Stevie who we Lamb. haven't seen. Yeah, a, a rookie that we haven't seen yet. We had a year of Jerry Judy, and I understand the quarterback mm. play left room to be desired. We already saw this guy. Now, you know, not everyone's going to be Justin Jefferson. I think in year two, you can take a step forward, but let's just chill on Jerry Judy because we saw him. It's not like we never saw him in the NFL. He was in the NFL last year. He did look good in this game. I will give you that. Uh, we do have a question, Pete Sweeney, from our Facebook feed. This is a good time to ask it because of the Patrick Sertain play that we talked about, the pick six, which was, which was again, um, interesting. Lloyd says, in your opinion, talking to both of us, Pete, I'll let you go first because uh, you lost the Chipotle burrito. Who was the most surprising rookie to play well in the first week of the preseason? Most surprising rookie to play well. I don't know. I don't. I, let me think about that. I don't know. What, what's your answer here? It has to be Sertan, right? No, I don't. I wasn't surprised by that. Like that made sense that he should. You know what I mean? Like if you're a top ten pick and if you're the guy that your team took over a quarterback, you better ball. You know what I'm saying? Like you sure. better be amazing. Um, I think actually my answer goes back to Miami. Maybe Jalen Waddle. Like because if we're kind of sticking to like top rookies, like we're not talking any like second or third round pick. If we're t- sticking to first round guys. Uh, there was a large consensus that had been talking down on Jalen Waddle throughout Dolphins camp. And so I know he didn't like really flash, but the fact that he flashed at all was kind of like, this is the guy. I mean, Jamar Chase had a nice play too for the Bengals um, and Devontae Smith we haven't seen yet. But the fact that Jalen Waddle popped at all, I think is a good step for Miami. I will go back to Mac Jones. I just think he looks so mm. polished. I, I knew that we expected him to be all right, but he looked way better than Cam Newton. And I think that aspect of it, makes me say, okay, I'll give that to him. Because I didn't expect that. I expected him to be fine. But the short throws, the presence, the poise, um, the long touchdown that he only didn't hit because of a a drop. Right. I'll I'll give it to Mac Jones on that. Um, I do something that actually surprised me, although not in like he's really good way, uh, was that Kellen Mond played sticking to the game that we started talking about here for the Minnesota Vikings because and this was a story after the game, Pete, uh, Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer said last week that Kellen Mond would not play. In fact, uh, on the look ahead last Thursday, Stats was talking about how he wished or he was wishing that Kellen Mond was going to play because he was really anxious to see him. And lo and behold, Kellen Mond shows up and is playing in the game. And Mike Zimmer was actually questioned about this afterwards and said, well, I never said that. I, I never said that he wasn't going to play. <laughs> but he did. Uh, and he did. And, they, you know, some Vikings beat writers went back and checked the tape and he did. This situation to me, I've been saying this for a while. Writers keep the receipts. Um, Just keep that in mind, coaches. The, Coach Garrett. The, um, the Vikings to me are uh, like a, a wind's blow away from things really I don't want to say collapsing, but getting sticky. Um, so they have their bye in week seven. All right. Now, I don't know what to make of Kirk Cousins. I'm I don't hate him as much as most people talking about Kirk, the football player. Uh, people have a lot of takes on on Kirk in general and the Kirk like aura. We're, we're um, talking about football Kirk, not plexiglass Kirk. 
Right, exactly. Although there is a there is a a middle of a Venn diagram where the two do intersect. But again, talking about football, Kirk here. Sure. Um, I'm not as down on him as most people are, like at least historically. But I think that the Vikings are in this weird place. Um, From the moment they signed Kirk, it's been you got to challenge, you got to challenge, you got to challenge. They were, you know, they were a moment away from the Super Bowl. They feel are a game away when they got blown out by the Eagles in the NFC title game. Now, four years ago, and granted, they've had some playoff success. They beat the Saints two years ago. That was really interesting and surprising. But they're just kind of in this topsy-turvy place. And I feel like week seven, to me, feels like that time where Mike Zimmer, I don't know. I know he signed the extension everything, but like I could see it getting testy there. And them feeling like we've got to make a move. We've got to make a change. It's time for the Kellen Mond era to begin. And they, we'll play him coming out of the bye. Minnesota signed Zimmer fairly recently. Yeah, uh, you got an I, extension. That's what I'm saying. But like, here. but that now that there is like an air of tension there. You know what, what I mean? Like where it becomes interesting, right, is if <laughs> well, this is why let's go back to the point about the media, right? Bill Belichick can do something like that because Bill Belichick wins the Super Bowl every three years. Um, he's always in the playoffs. I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but he can be he can afford to be a jerk because he doesn't. You know, you got to be careful if you're Zimmer. And I know a lot of media in Minnesota. They love Zimmer um, and uh, great I know guy. A lot of yeah, fans guy. love him for his defensive prowess, so on and so forth. I just find that you're correct here. And I think there's just a little bit better way to, to describe it. And we've seen this with teams where you get a glimmer of hope. I don't know why, but like, for example, before Jacksonville fell apart, where they got somehow got to the AFC title, ended up losing to New England. But you get a glimmer of hope where you, you said they really felt like they were close to a Super Bowl. But mm, then your the results, mirage, right? Then your, yeah. your results are each year. I'm going to go back to the 16 game season are like seven and nine to nine and seven the entire time. And you, you're back and forth and you're never really getting in a position to take a quarterback that you really like. Um, you might have a season where you make the playoffs and, and you're out and wildcard weekend and you're not getting those premium picks and you sway back and forth and your team is maybe doesn't make the playoffs, but they do just well enough to keep the quarterback and the head coach. And you're just stuck there for five and 10 and 15 years. That does feel like where Minnesota is. And you feel bad for them for that because it's a great fan base. Great fan. Base. I, I agree. Um, skull, but um, not- they invaded Arrowhead. I, I don't know. It was last year, the year before Chris Jones is upset. Chris Jones, uh, of the Chiefs uh, got on in the locker room and he said, our fans need to be better. Too many Vikings fans invaded mm. Arrowhead. I love that. I, I love the Minnesota fan base. They deserve well, better. You know, a, a fall trip to Kansas City is like a summer vacation for anybody who's from Minnesota. But um, without a doubt, uh, anyway, barbecue here. Uh, let's go to the Packers Texans game, uh, which was interesting, to say the least. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things hovering around the Packers, the the Clay Matthews Instagram stuff and whatever. I mean, just the gen- like you talk about air of tension, like, um, you know, I mentioned Peter King's football morning in America. Uh, Peter King asked Aaron Rodgers about a number of people involved with the Packers, Matt LaFleur, obviously, and Brian Gutekunst. And when he referenced Gutekunst, uh, Aaron Rodgers referred to him as the other one after talking about Matt LaFleur and various other staffers within the Packers. But, um, you know, Stats and I talked about this as well, going back to the look ahead, that it would be hilarious if Jordan Love played well. And he kind of did. I mean, like, he didn't look, you know, holy crap levels of awesome. But you can see why an NFL team would believe in him. You know, again, not defending the pick of him a year ago. But, I mean, Jordan Love looked Looked okay. I mean, looked looked worth being interested in, is my point. And he wasn't even playing with the Packers' top skill position players either. I mean, they were basically, you know, not uh, in this game. Um, 
speaking of that group, it was like Devin Funches had a nice night. Welcome back. Uh, I agree. And what it's crazy in Green Bay because you you thought, okay, Aaron Rodgers is back in the building. This is going to get easier now, right? But him not playing and, and love playing, as you said, good. All right. It just makes it more convoluted. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy because during coronavirus, where there was no sports, we fell in love with the last dance on ESPN, which was fantastic. And you, while you're watching it, you're like, well, I can't ever see this happening ever again, because it just was such a unique situation. But this is Green Bay this year. They, like they rearranged the contract so that he can go wherever he wants. And this is it. This is I mean, the. This isn't it. He's still under contract next year. Like, I don't know why there's this idea. There's this no is they still own his rights for 2022 there. No, I, there, I I don't think there's a way. And I think the Packers realize this. And that's why the contract was, you know, altered a little bit to reports say that there's no way he plays for Green Bay next year. There's just no way. Okay, this, is, this is it. Let's let's think about this because and every I think, sign is there. I think the Packers and now we're talking about Aaron Rodgers situation, which we've given a lot of airtime to. But I haven't said this. I think the Packers, so they they sliced off the 2023 season from his contract. Cool. So he is still under contract through next year. I think that that actually makes him more difficult to trade next year or makes the situation more difficult in general. Because say you're the Denver Broncos, Pete, and I know you know I'm, a, I'm the Chiefs guy. I don't want to pretend to be the Broncos. But say you're the Denver Broncos. You're going to give up the King's ransom it's going to take to acquire Aaron Rodgers with only one year of control over him. Or over his contract. That's good, but RJ, it can easily be a situation because we've seen it before. Sure, that Where he signs an extension, talks, but yeah, talks but, to the agent. But but this is Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a situation where like the unpredictable is always in play because it's Aaron Rodgers. So I think like the situation okay, I mean, maybe, after, maybe 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 Denver has to watch Fields and what he's about to do to the NFL this year. They are going to be hungry for a QB because Sertan he could be defensive rookie of the year. All right, Broncos fans, take it easy. And so all I'm saying well, is like when, when I'm talking, NFL when I'm talking about whatever. the Denver version of Aaron Rodgers, I got five letters for you, RJ, and that's R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to happen. It'll be mm. fine. We're going to get Mahomes versus Rodgers twice a year. Mahomes versus Herbert. Rodgers versus Herbert. Sorry, Derek Carr, you're not involved in this conversation because you stink. But it's going to be one of the best divisions of football, and I can't wait for that. Uh, just for so you're no Pete. Uh, I think the best version of a Chiefs Broncos game is at Mile High. I think it just looks better when the Broncos are wearing the all navies and the Chiefs Rochelle, are in the white, the white tops. I, I'm se- this is the <laughs> second time in as many weeks I have to call out to our producer. I might have to walk off. Uh, it looks better. It, look, it looks Monday better. Football, Mile uh, High is the best looking because stadium in the AFC. As great as Mile okay. High is, um, you have to deal with fans. Sorry, Broncos fans saying incomplete every three seconds, which is the worst chant in the NFL. And Arrowhead Stadium is the loudest stadium all right, in the NFL. All right, Pete. You have um, no you filibustered like long enough about the Chiefs. So let's it's, go ahead. It's a nice bowl. You, I Two, never started this conversation. Let's this go was, to the let's go to the baby. Chiefs Niners game. Let's let's go to the Chiefs Niners preseason game. Good lord! Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw what three passes? I know he, you've got what's he what's play, the situation? He played, he played a total of four snaps. It wasn't it wasn't a lot of work for Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh Patrick Mahomes was the least impressive quarterback in a football game for his <laughs> for his second football game in a row. Whoa, Just saying whoa, that. Whoa, uh Patrick whoa, Mahomes has played whoa. two games in a row where he has been the least impressive quarterback on sure. the field. Um, Trey Lance, Trey Young, whatever you want to call him, Pete Sweeney, uh, had the 80-yard touchdown pass, but to go back to PFF's ranking of rookie quarterbacks was actually fifth 
uh, of five uh, among first round rookie quarterbacks uh, in terms of their grading system. It was a little inflated by the 80 yard touchdown pass and it was a nice moment and everything. And the 49ers tweeted the graphic or the photo of Jimmy Garoppolo celebrating while he was, you know, while the touchdown was yeah. materializing. Um, I don't know. You you got a first hand look at Trey Lance. Trey, so, I mean, Trey, Trey Lance had a moment, and I think he's going to be fine. I, I I don't think that they were using him like he's going to be used in the regular season. That goes into the Kyle Shanahan theory of uh, let's not show a lot. You know, he's Mr. Shanahan. We have to respect. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave our backpack with our game plan for the biggest game ever, like anywhere where anybody can take it. Right, Tully. Anyway, so I think we can't judge Lance based upon this look. Now he had that moment where he had the 80 yard pass. Now, granted, you know, if you want to dig into the bones of this game, it was against the undrafted rookie safety that got turned around. And I don't, that, that might've been 40 yards instead of 80 yards. Had it not been a, a rookie undrafted safety uh, looked fine um, on the chief side. I think we needed to see in Kansas city, how the defensive line and the offensive line looked. The defensive line was very, very good where the offensive line was driving the story. The offensive line looked fine. It looked a little bit better, right? We'll we'll see as camp and preseason goes on. But this was a Chiefs defense that, to me, that was their story of this game, especially the interior of the defensive line came away with five sacks. And that's that's a big step in the right direction because the Kansas City is about the offense. It's, it's always a question of what the defense is going to look like. So that was my big takeaway. Also, welcome back to the NFL, Jarek McKinnon on the, mm. on the Chiefs side, third, third running back. Well said. Um, yeah. Now, you know, Steve Spagnuolo calls you out one Zoom call. And all of a sudden, all you want to talk about with the Chiefs is the defense. So um, uh, defense does win championships, by the way. Uh, I can say this. I just came from Chiefs training camp. I asked Andy Reid about Patrick Mahomes usage, you know, the health versus uh, the reps. Confirmed to me. Thank you, Andy Reid, to confirming to Monday Football Monday directly. Uh, we'll see more snaps of Patrick Mahomes next game. So, RJ, stay tuned, brother. I uh, I have one question about the Chiefs, and it is on the defensive side of the ball. I find this interesting when kind of, you know, players fall out of favor with teams like quickly and early into their careers. We're starting to see that a little bit in Jacksonville. C.J. Henderson, last year's first-round pick. Um, also a defensive back, Pete, the Chiefs, correct me if I'm wrong, second-round pick two years ago, Juan Thornhill, who I know uh, a lot of Cowboys fans wanted the team to take instead of Tristan Hill. Um, I saw today on Monday that he is running with the threes. What on earth has happened here? And is he somebody that is maybe going to be cut? Could he maybe be traded? I mean, like, because that is a fall from grace very quickly. Very odd situation in Kansas City. We don't know. We asked Andy Reid about that today. One of the other reporters actually asked that question. And Andy Reid said everything's going to plan. Just trying him in some um, some different looks. I think it was a little bit of coach speak there. Of, of We don't really know what, what's going on. He does feel a little bit demoted here. Uh, he had a ACL tear in 2019. And has been a little bit less of the player that he was at that time since. But he came to camp and said he's 100%. 100%, And he he does feel like he he was in 2019. And he's still running with the twos. And as you mentioned, sometimes the threes. I don't think he gets cut. I think the Chiefs have too much invested in him to get cut. But it does raise the question of would they maybe move this player? I never thought in a million years they would because the Chiefs were so high on him. But it does seem to be getting a little bit weird. And I'll tell you, we don't really have an answer to that question at this moment. So. Mm, sixth round pick for Juan Thornhill. Done. Boom. Mm. Um, all right. Okay. Let's go to um, actually, Pete, this, there's some you call me the historian. There is some history when it comes to this particular game. OK. The Baltimore Ravens defeated the New Orleans Saints in the preseason on Saturday. All right. The Baltimore Ravens have now won 18 straight preseason games holy crap i mean what a dynasty it is the longest winning streak 
in the preseason in the last 25 years. I think it's incredible. And I, I think <laughs> it doesn't get enough love. It doesn't get enough airtime. Um, they dominate the, the preseason and it deserves more res- respect in my opinion. So um, it was not an impressive effort from the saints. Um, mm. Neither. This is, I don't know if I am even willing to say anymore that this is like a interesting storyline, the Jameis Taysom thing. It has been beaten to death. Um, and so I just, okay, cool. One of them is going to win this job, but neither looked impressive. Yeah. I mean, the only definitive thing that you could say about this quarterback battle is it's going to be a drop off from Drew Brees, uh, which is not. I don't think so. Not from last year's Drew Brees. Like maybe from like the legacy of Drew Brees, certainly. But like last year's Drew Brees was not good. Okay, fine, RJ. Uh, You want to go by last year's Drew Brees. Yes. Uh, Talk to the Denver Broncos about that of the last year's Peyton Manning and replacing him because they haven't done that since. And so I'm talking about more so the Drew Brees that was in New Orleans for years and years and years. Going to be a drop off from that version. And it makes things less exciting. They're also really thin at a wide receiver. I mean, we know about Trey. Oh, dude. Marcus Calloway. Um, looks to be the most impressive receiver and you know he was a what a third or fourth type of guy uh last year and so i you also you, you feel for these guys in the sense because what are they really working with when it comes to um the skill players and so yeah um i don't know i don't know what ends up happening in in new orleans um but again continue to congratulations for baltimore uh simply <laughs> making history so uh well you mentioned the wide receiver issue for the saints that's the other takeaway from this game um in the aftermath of it i suppose on monday it was reported pete so we already knew that marquise brown had the hamstring injury and rashad bateman the ravens first round pick had the groin issue but now sammy watkins who you know very well uh he left ravens practice on monday with a trainer um so on monday the baltimore ravens were without their top three wide receivers again this has shades to me and i've said this before of 2018 cowboys when they went into that season they'd moved on from des bryant they said we're going to go wide receiver by committee deontay thompson Tavon austin alan hearns everything was so awful and that was at the time dak prescott going into a contract year or a year where he could prove himself to be worthy of an extension which the cowboys would not give him um but i just for i feel for lamar jackson i mean like if this is going to be an issue all season long like the the highest point the pinnacle of health within the ravens wide receiver room is sammy watkins which is kind of you know a microcosm of where they're at. I've seen the Sammy story too many times at Kansas City. It's just a player who can't stay in the field. It's a shame because he's very, very talented. And you think about the injuries, and I just I I wish them the best. You hate to see it, but if you're dealing with no wide receivers, both of these teams really they share that theme in a sense. Th- these two teams, because of the injury and the lack of depth. There's no receivers to work with. One of these teams may be the surprise team that doesn't make the postseason. And it may not even be for lack of talent at the quarterback position. It's just everywhere else. Uh, you can't do it yourself, right? Mm. Um, what What if we send Mike Thomas from the Saints to the Ravens? I like that. You know what I mean? Like that, if we're, if we're, if we're finding a home for Mike Thomas. Does he magically... It- get new legs like is this uh, fresh well, somehow I'm talking, fresh i'm talking long term get, get the ravens a, a number one wide receiver get him michael thomas like i'm i'm a fan of this you know get him out get of him. new orleans wouldn't pass the physical at, at the moment but uh be tough uh, um cincinnati tampa bay um my oh, first point what a matchup my yeah. first point and it it pains me to say is i don't like to be wrong i thought the Bengals' new uniforms looked somewhat nice if there's, they look different in game than they do in the photos. Still, 
I think a missed opportunity overall, but I thought they mm. looked nice. Yeah. Um, you're more of a uniform guy than, than I am. I I'm just excited to see what Cincinnati can do. Um, you know, once Burrow gets back in the field, wasn't the case this game. And so, you know, it is what it is for me. Jamar Chase looked good. Jamar Chase looked fine. You know, again, this was a really tepid game as well. If anything, this was the kind of confirm our priors game uh, with Jamar Chase and Gio Bernard. Turns out, what a surprise. He's going to be Tom Brady's new James White in Tampa Bay. I mean, that that is very confirmed. You want to go to Dynasty, how about Gio Bernard and like PPR leagues right there? Boom. You feel for... The Rojo owner, so I'm a Rojo th- truther. I think he deserves more time on the field, so I do feel bad about that. What about what about playoff Lenny, regular season Lenny? I mean, you don't feel for him? Mm, you know, in, in fantasy football, it's all about the regular season, and in regular season, he's lackluster Lenny, and so give me Rojo all day. Um, I do think it's notable, not like in a massive way, but just to say it one time, that Tom Brady played in this game. You know, we saw yeah, a lot the, of quarterbacks I, well, yeah, not play. I, unreal. Yeah, right. I mean, we were just talking about how Matt Ryan was uh, getting shout-outs from the kids on the, on the sideline. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, what is he, 44? And he went down. Like, <laughs> he got roughed up. I mean, Get this guy a beach chair. I mean, he's he's got more Super Bowls than every franchise. Put an umbrella, get, get him a cocktail or something. Um, what cocktail would it be? You're on an NFL sideline, Pete. You got a cocktail on hand. What do you want? I guess you didn't see the uh, parade. It would be tequila, probably some kind of tequila sunrise, some, something like that. For you. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I uh, thought you were talking about for Tom Brady. No, 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 no. I'm talking for you. Like Pete mm. Sweeney's on an NFL sideline with a drink in hand. What do, what do we got here? What are we working with? Pina colada. I mean, I just, if, if I'm just it's too comp too complicated of a glass to hold, you know, like the general, it? like, you know, uh, curvy Put an one umbrella in it. Um, I mean, there's a, just a, what, a, what, a an umbrella. what if you're watching a game in Minnesota? What if you're watching a game in Boston? Like that doesn't make sense. Which location will determine which drink I get. If I'm down in Jacksonville and I got my pals in the pool. Oh, well, you guys are swimming over there. Give me a pina colada. Now, if I'm in Minnesota, <laughs> an IPA of some sort probably does the trick, right? <laughs> Let's stay cozy. <laughs> Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> was just, we've done a lot of things on this show. I never thought. Depends. <laughs> just depends where I'm at. Um, what about if you're in Vegas? Uh, mm. <laughs> Seahawks. Seven and seven. Uh, seven and seven. Seahawks. Get another Raiders. Seven. Um, I, jackpot. I have a take. All right. It's. I didn't think Nathan Peterman looked awful. He was not the worst looking oh, quarterback. Come on. Over the- <laughs> He Stop. was not the worst-looking backup quarterback over the weekend. He Come wasn't. On. Come on. And Zay Jones, who we- actually wears number seven, like it was a nice outing for the Raiders, I thought. It was oh, productive. God. This team is going to finish last. That's just the truth. They are. Um, who's, Welcome to who's, the NFL DJ I, Dallas, look, though, right? Yeah, That's true. Um, whose season is more aimless than the Raiders? Houston. Okay, Detroit. obviously. Detroit, Houston, and Detroit are different, like different categories of aimlessness. So, like, this is a this is a more purgatory level of aimlessness. I think Denver's in that mix, which means you know, no big deal. Patrick Mahomes in a cookie cutter division. I'll say it. I was talking trash before a little bit. I wouldn't say trash. I would say a little bit of shade. Throw the sunglasses on about Bridgewater and Locke. Carr is. I do not like Derek Carr, and it is not because I am the Chiefs beat guy for SB Nation. He, we we know he is not the answer. You have RJ. Poor RJ is on the other side of the screen here. He's talking about Nathan Peterman, right? Like, c- come on. We got to get someone else in-, in Las Vegas. It's too historic of a franchise. 
It's now too important of a city for the NFL. Let's get a franchise quarterback in LV for the black, black and and silver. Just win, baby. No, there's not going to be a lot of just winning, baby, this year with with, with Derek Carr. Saturday night, Pete brought us the electrifying all Los Angeles game where we heard nothing but how magnificent the stadium was, how fans were excited about the stadium. Interesting point. I'd never really thought of. Um, SoFi is the first stadium built for the Rams. I never really thought about it that way. You know what I mean? Like a team that's moved so many times. It's their their first home that was designed specifically for them. But um, that was kind of the most interesting thing from this game. This was all back. Stadium's awesome. Yeah, stadium's awesome. Um, I all back up. So again, not a ton of legitimate takeaways here. I do want to give a shout out to the Chargers. Do it. Shout and, it out. Go ahead. And right the now. new regime. I don't hate this for the LA Chargers because the LA Chargers basically the half decade has been defined by them losing every player before the season begins, and they're just immediately coming out and saying, "Not this year." No one is playing in the preseason. Essentially, I don't even hate it. Like. If you had the, the the half a decade history that the Chargers have had, rest everybody and, yeah. and make sure that you have starters when it comes to the regular season. And I think there's probably a lot of L.A. fans, uh, San Diego, you know, moved, whatever, <laughs> that like the decision to sit these these guys. And good for I, them because they're going to be fresh. I have a name for this disposition, Pete, and it's the Jaws method. All right. You ready for this? Right. So have you ever seen Jaws, the Steven Spielberg flick? Is it the one with the Sharks? Yes. Have you seen you've seen this movie before? Bits and pieces. I've never seen it, to be frank, be totally clear. But we all understand Bits the premise. Bits and pieces. Also, uh, what draws Legion, if you're not careful. Right. Um, so we all understand the premise. There's a terrifying shark in the water. It's causing terror, 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 whatever. Bom, bom. I've, <laughs> I've never understood how bom, this bom. movie could scare anybody. Because like, okay, Pete, you and I were in the fictitious world of Jaws right now. Somebody runs up to you and he says, Watch out! There's a like horrible shark in the ocean. Mm. So you know what you know what we do. I look at you and say, "Okay, we just won't go to the ocean." It's like, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? like this is a very simple problem to address. Sure. It's not like Sharknado, where it, all of a sudden the right, entire exactly. world became uh, full of water. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like that is what the Chargers are doing here. They're like, "Oh, there's a shark in the water." Like everybody gets hurt in the preseason, we're just not going to go in the water. You know, what I mean? right. like we're just we're just going to stay out of the water. And like, I think I, it's brilliant. I I don't blame them for that because their their season because of these injuries and it's been ridiculous. Like if you really go back to the history of it, their season's been over before it begins because so many key players are just lost. So yeah, whatever. Go on to the regular season. Final whatever. game, Pete Tweeney, Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts. This felt normal. It was Sunday at noon Central Time. You know the right kind of light in you know Lucasville mm-hmm. Stadium. Um this was Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger looked okay. By the way, an incredible feature about Sam Ellinger and uh the tragedy that struck his family by Zach Kiefer in the athletic very much worth reading. Um but Sam Ellinger played fine sixth round pick certainly in line to play for the Colts to start for the Colts with Carson Wentz injured at least. This has been an interesting story to develop over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and and this is something where in Indianapolis and their regime and the head coach Frank Reich, you know, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, it doesn't matter what the name is. We're going to play the best quarterback. I, I understand that the the move for Wentz, I believe it was conditional, right? So even if if it doesn't work out, I don't even know if they're losing necessarily the the high pick. And so if Ellinger is playing better and Wentz is coming off injury, I don't think you force anything. Let's let's see what the kid could do. Look good. Um, 
and and I like it. I like that developing story. And and I know BLG and a lot of Eagles fans would probably be like, well, you know, does Wentz even deserve a second chance? You know, after what he, he fell apart here became um, quite unlikable uh, from what you can hear from behind the scenes. And so I think if you're Indianapolis, like like if you're Matt Nagy, you, you let the tape do the talking and you play whoever's going to give you the best chance to win. And Ellinger may be that. Final takeaways, Pete. Week one is in the books. We got two more of these, and then it gets real. So um, we had the question: which rookie surprised you most? But just what was the thing when you went to bed on Sunday night that you said, "Damn, can't wait to talk about that on Monday." Oh man, um, definitely didn't want to talk about the burrito. <laughs> I, I probably, you know, and and look, my all my bias aside, probably the Chiefs' defense. Because if this Chiefs defense is playing as strong as it looked on what was Saturday night, it's going to be another fun year for for Big Swing. I'll tell you that much. Um, so the Chiefs defense is your answer. Yeah. What was your answer? Well, so for the me, Bengals uniforms. Uh, no, your but Jaws I, analogy. Like I, I, I think the Jaws analogy is actually really applicable to a lot of things in life. First of all, um, so you know, I just. No big deal. I mean, giving people a way of contextualizing different problems and circumstances in their lives. Sure. And you're welcome. Uh, for me, um, it was Jordan Love because I think Jordan Love is re- that, like I mentioned how I think right. Jalen Hurts is the biggest X factor in the NFCs, but Jordan Love is the biggest swing. Like, and that that swings a number of different things that changes NFL history, like in like future history, right? If Jordan Love Green plays Bay well, fan, uh, you got to believe in life after love. And uh, so, I think they're going to get a dose of that this year. Actually, that would be a more applicable saying if Aaron Rodgers was Jordan Love, like if that was his name, Life After Love. No, can't always be a perfect fit, RJ. Um, but take, take that with you. If if Aaron Rodgers had to miss a game, and he's played every game for three straight years, but if he had to miss a game, like I'm talking a regular season game for whatever reason, like had to you know, sort whatever, I don't know. But you, we, that's a really common thing, right? Like Patrick Mahomes has had to miss a game, right? Like if, if that happened and Jordan Love came in in a regular season game and dominated or played mm-hmm. really well or just played well, that would really, really, really make this fascinating. Quarterback uh, controversy, they call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Sweeney, tell the people where to go, where to subscribe to. Tell them. Give them the instructions. Go ahead. SB Nation NFL show. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes. Um, also follow on Spotify. If you have both Spotify and iTunes, listen to the show twice, one on each. Uh, you can go to SB Nation NFL, SBNation.com. We got an NFL section. You're at Blogging the Boys. I'm at Arrowhead Pride if you want some Chief-specific content. Uh, back-to-back AFC champions. I don't know if you knew that, RJ. Um, mm. You can find me at PG Sween. and be chatting about these games. I'm excited for next week's games. I'm going to be excited for the games after that and the games after that when they become real. We have 17 of them. Uh, I don't know what 17 um, times uh, 32 is, RJ, but that's the amount of games we're covering. That's year, not so. the math associated with um, determining <laughs> Uh, the uh, number of games in an NFL season. Like, Got to break the abacus out after this. And, uh, <laughs> that's uh, how you can get at me. Um, nice. Uh, Pete and I are fully authentic, fully honest, always, which should be evident by the conversations we have. But we did not discuss a Chipotle burrito bet this week. If we come up with one over our private text conversation where Pete sends me some questionable things, uh, we'll let you know next week when we recap it all. Uh, just, uh, so just whatever I'm having for lunch usually, uh, which pri- today was chicken and rice. Mm, nice healthy like i said not those are not empty calories those are calories with a purpose um everybody have a great day make sure to watch us next week on monday uh, a little bit earlier than usual because pete won't be as busy so uh we'll let you know but uh yeah have a great day and we love you and go to pete's house and he'll give you a hug he promises later everybody